Cool. Well, let's do this one. Uh, today we're going to talk about starting a men's ministry from scratch. So before we begin, I want to kind of see who we have in, in the house today. How many senior pastors do we have? Any senior pastors? Yep. Got a couple? All right. How many uh, associate pastors? Yep. Ministers in this place? Any? any? Yep. How many uh, men's ministry leaders? You're the men's ministry leaders? Yep. Okay. Great. Are you a church? Uh, anybody else like serving in another position that you go? Yep. How many of you are like, I think I'm in the wrong room? Anybody? You're like, okay. <laughs> this is not underwater basket weaving. This is uh, yeah, not anything like that. And so uh, here's going to be the goal today. I, I, rather than a monologue, want this to be a dialogue. I want to have this to be a discussion. So I'm going to talk through some stuff, some things we've done. I'll just uh, I, I, I'll introduce kind of where I'm, where I'm at. I'm a, I'm a pastor, uh, C3 Church. We planted the church uh, 10 years ago in Pickerington, Ohio, which is a uh, really just a, a, a suburb, a suburb of, of Columbus. And so can't believe it's been 10 years. goes by quick, and God's, God's given us a lot of favor. You know, we've planted a bunch of churches, helped what, 14 churches plant from our church, and got a vision of planting 100 churches. And um, I've seen this. I've seen that when, when, when men... When they understand who they are, when they understand their identity in Christ Jesus, it changes everything. It does change everything. So uh, we've, we've experimented over the years with a lot of different, um, I don't know, forms of men's ministry. And some have worked and some have not. I realize this too as we talk today. Every one of us in this room has a different context. So there may have been something that amazingly worked for you that may not work for you. Something that worked for me that didn't work for you. So as we talk today, uh, you guys got to kind of figure out, okay... This, is, this would work for us. So my goal is going to be this. I want to give you a couple principles uh, that you walk through and go, ooh, yes, here's a piece that we need to answer some tough questions to figure this piece out. Once we do, we can move to the next piece. But if we have all these pieces, we can launch a men's ministry. Okay, so um, let's, let's, let's jump in be- before that. And so, again, I think, you know, Anytime we start about, it's not just about the, the how, it's about the, the why. And we've all know this, and I know Dad, I think in the next session, is going to talk several of these statistics. But, you know, basically to sum it up, when, when you reach the man, you reach the family. You know, statistics show that when the husband comes to Jesus, the whole family comes to Jesus. If just the mom comes to Jesus, you know, sometimes uh, the, the kids, and, but they will follow almost undoubtedly the husband. And so uh, I look, we had a, a family in our church, do have a family in our church. And, you know, they came and they were, ah, he, he was real quiet, kind of sat in the back. And his wife came to Christ. His kids came to Christ. And they were kind of, you know, just, I don't know, mediocre, maybe followers of Jesus. And then all of a sudden the husband came to Christ. It was actually at a game day event, one of the, the men's, the men's event that we put on, gave his life to Christ, overcame some serious addiction in his life and is on fire for Jesus. And now you look at that family, and it is amazing. Like the whole family pursuing Jesus. I mean, it has literally changed the course of the history of that family because the husband gave his life to Christ. And so, uh, you know, we believe that. And so uh, I would say this. So, so let's start through. I'm just going to give you um, different things. So here's the first one. First principle, I would say, but you want to start a men's ministry. Well, let me ask this. How many of you have a current men's ministry going in your church? Okay. How many of you say, we don't, but that's why we're here, okay, right, which I think is most of us, right, most of us, and so I would say the first thing, and you may go, that's, you know, that's basic, and it is, but I would say the first thing is, is to pray, we got to start there, right, we got to lay a, a, a spiritual foundation, and it may be this, here's what that prayer may be, you may go and, uh, 
uh, you know, maybe it's with your senior pastor, maybe it's with a couple men in the church, and uh, you may, I would say this, just get together, say, you know what, guys, we're going to get together tonight, and here's what we're going to do. Yeah, no problem, man, welcome. We're going to pray, and we're going to ask for the Holy Spirit's leading. We're going to ask God to open our eyes, uh, maybe to even who could lead it, right? Some of you go, well, hey, I'm, I'm the guy to lead it. Maybe some, we're going to talk about that in a moment, but ask God to give direction, ask God to give favor, basically, just invite the Holy Spirit into this, right? This whole process. Lord, we, we surrender it to you. We need your help. I think that one, so we're not going to spend much time. I think that is, you know, that's a given, but I wanted to make sure we started there. The second one, I would say this. I think in your church, you need to define reality. Max Dupree is a big leadership guru. He says this. He goes, the first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. And that's in anything, right? You know, you walk into your business, you walk into a situation, you have to define reality. Like, okay, uh, has anything, you know, so I would say reality, what is the, the current state of men's ministry in your church? And you may go, there is none. Okay, great. Perfect. That's reality. There's nothing. That's reality. You may go, well, five years ago, they had a men's ministry breakfast. And man, they had about 15 guys that show up. Okay, well, now you... You at least know, was there any history in the past of men's ministry, or is this completely new? Um, here's one. Are guys currently getting together for something else? You're like, well, you know, we do got like six guys in the church to get together to play golf on Saturday mornings. Huh, okay. I think you've got to go define reality. Uh, would you think guys would be open to something like this? Um, you know, so define, define the reality. And I think... You know, you may go, man, we have a couple guys that are interest, interested that may get together on an occasion. I, I would ask this too, like, what is, is there anything that's under that? Anything that's naturally happening? Oh, man, we got, you know, at our church, like, we were having a group of guys that would get together to go deer hunting. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, guys, we're having a men's trip, and we're going deer hunting together, and we've got five cabins rented down in southern Ohio. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. That was, it was already moving that direction, so I'm like, we're going to capitalize on it. No-brainer. It was a no-brainer. And so is there something that's already happening that you could go, yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, this could be it. Um, I would say this too, defining reality. Is the senior pastor in favor of this happening? Okay. <laughs> Hopefully the answer is yes. But I would say this, if the senior pastor is not on board, it's not going to happen, right? Uh, you need to have the senior pastor on board. He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely, believe in this. Um, and, let's, and here's, what I've, here's what I've seen in most churches, and maybe some of the senior pastors in this room can go, yeah, I, as a senior pastor, I can say this. There's so many hats that, you, that we wear, and there's so many plates that we're spinning. It's one of those like, oh, to launch and oversee one more ministry, I don't have the bandwidth. I mean, I look at my own life, right? Like, I'm, I'm stretched pretty thin. I got to be, I got to be pretty... I don't know how I spend my time because there's just so much going on. And most, most senior pastors would go, oh, we would love to have a great men's ministry, but I don't have the energy nor the time to put this thing together. So um, that's usually where it is most of the time. So defining define a reality. Okay, what is the reality? And then I would say this. Here's the third one. Define the win. Define the win. I, you know, in other words, what is the scoreboard... And how will you know if you've succeeded? I remember the first time my son, Caden, he's my, he's, he's my, my oldest son, my dad's oldest grand, grandson. You know, he played baseball. Baseball really wasn't his thing. My middle boy loves baseball. My oldest boy, he's like, but when he was young, he would be out, he was catching grasshoppers out there, you know, and he just, he just liked being outside. I can remember the first time, though, it clicked for him. He, 
and he, he gets around on third base, and he comes home, and he, the little guy jumps on the home plate, and the scoreboard turns, thunk, goes from one to two, and he was like, He's like, and I go, hey, come here, come here, son, come here. I go, do you realize what just happened? I go, when you, when you touch that plate, when you got, when you touch that plate, you get another, another run. He's like, well, I tried to touch it again. No, no, no. When you get, you got to go all the way around the bases after you hit the ball. But it clicked for him, and he's like, oh, that's how you win. Like I. You think that's a no-brainer, right? Like, that's how you win a game. But for him, it clicked. And so I think for us, we have to clearly define wins. Like, what is success? I think all of us, you know, in life, in ministry, like, we want to know if we win. You know, in your job, right? They usually have goals, and they usually have, hey, here's how we're going to clarify the win. we got to get this many shipments out by this time, or if I have this many sales, or if I do this many installs, whatever it is, then you know you've won. But I think sometimes in church, we don't know if we've won. So we're like, and there's nothing worse than playing a game and you don't know if you're winning or you're losing. So I think you've got to go, what are we trying to do here? Why even have a men's ministry? Why is the men's ministry important? I remember uh, I served under Pastor Doug Clay, who was our superintendent. He's in the national office. And he walks in one time and he was just ruffling my feathers. He's like, I've been thinking, I was the state youth director. I was like, I've just been thinking, man, do we really need youth convention? Like, really? And I'm like, what? What? I goes, he goes, let's just cancel it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He goes, why is it even important? And I'm like, man, because we saw 500 kids come to Jesus Christ last year. And, he, and that's what he was trying to do, right? He was trying to, he's like, yeah. He wanted to see the fire a little bit, but he's also going, okay, so what's the win of the event? I said, man, it is, a, it is an incredible chance. I said, that Friday night, we're winning people to Jesus. I said, he said, what's the goal? Man, we're, gonna, we're praying for 500 kids to come to Christ. Okay, what else? Dude, we're discipling kids on the, you know, the next two services, the, the ones of missions, and we're, we're going to raise $25,000. He goes, okay, now you've got your wins. He goes, go hit those goals. I'm like, ha. Huh. So I think for all of us, what is the win? We've got to define the win. What are you trying to accomplish? Let's be honest. Men don't have time for one more thing. They don't want to show up to one more thing, right? I mean, how much, how much of us have time in our lives to go, oh, yeah, I'll go to a needless meeting. Now, if it's doing something for them, so clarify the win. A couple questions I would ask, you know, and you need to ask yourself, why will this ministry exist? Why? Why will it exist? Uh, Second one I would throw out is, what is our purpose? So like, what is the purpose of men's ministry? And then the third one I would throw out is this, what results do we want to see happen? So it's almost like clarifying that. You know, in, in, our, in our church, we do this, we'll have someone, and they'll come and they'll have an idea, and I'll go, what's the win? And, and they have to clearly define it. If you can't clearly define it a win, then we're not, we're not, we're not going there, right? Like define the win. And so I think the question that men are asking is this, Here's what everybody's asking, right? Like, how will this make my life better? I think every man's looking at that. Well, how will this make my life better? I don't have time to give up my Saturday mornings or my, how will this make my life better? Um, you know, and, and I think we, we can look at this and say, well, you know what? Man, I know for us, we're like, yeah, well, here's, what's, here's what we believe is going to happen. You know, within our men's ministry, we are building better husbands. We're building better fathers, right? We're building better followers of Jesus Christ. Like, do you want to grow in your faith? Yeah. You want to be a better husband? Yeah. You want to be a better father? Yep. We're going to show you how. We're going to link you with other, with men who are older and wiser than you that are living it out. There's going to be peer mentoring. Man, we're going to get real. You know, every man has wounds from their past. You know, a great book out there, Wild at Heart, talks about every man has a wound from his father. Man, listen, I, 
I'm, we have staff members who, talking to one staff member, he's like, he goes, I remember, I remember sitting on my front porch and watching my dad drive away at eight years old. He goes, I remember that. Left my mom and left us, never came back. Like, oh, here's this guy. He's in his late 20s now and still has the pain, right, from that. So we're going to walk through some of that stuff. You know, I think every, every man, you know, needs, we need other men in our life. So it is, it's defining that when, what's going to make different? I think every man desires, they desire accountability, right? Someone who's going to ask me the tough questions. Uh, so I think we need to put a mission statement together. Okay, so when you're defining the win, put a mission statement together of what it's going to accomplish. It could be something like, could be something like this, you know, invest. Why does it exist? Well, we exist to invest in the men of our church to become stronger husbands, fathers, and disciples of Jesus. That's simple. Okay. And then you say, okay, how are we going to do that? How are we going to make these guys better fathers? How are we going to make them better husbands? How are we going to make them better followers of Jesus? I would say this too, defining, defining the win. Um, I think we need to come up with a, with a name. And I'm going to throw this out. So here's, here's a couple of names we've used in the past. I know uh, we had a youth pastor who was our men's guy for a while. Tony he came up, thought this was a good one. The name of their youth ministry or their men's ministry was Brotherhood. You know, all right, that's pretty cool, right? The Brotherhood. We, the one we've used before was Man Up. You're coming to Man Up. <laughs> it's time to man up, right? Like every guy. I think it, whether you played football or not, right? There's just something about grabbing a guy by the face mask and Argh! like we all need some of that. So like, get back out there. Argh! My leg's laying over there. Stick it back on and get back out there. You know, but come up with a name. Let me ask you this. What are some names that you've heard of men's ministry? Yeah. Iron Men. Iron Men. That's good. Iron sharpens iron. That's good. You're good. Everybody else? Our church is, uh, has a water theme. Yep. Because of our town water bill. So we use Anchored. We anchored. Yep. It like three weeks ago. That's good. Anchored. Very good. Yeah. Everybody else? What's some names you've heard or that you've used? Anybody else? Thrive, yep, it's good. So I think it's defining that. You know what what works, what would work to fit your culture, right? Something that works in my church may not work at yours. May work at yours, may not work at mine. Come up with a name, okay? So I think that's huge. So define the win, right? Pray, of course, pray. Define reality. Define the win, and then I would say this: number three, and these can go one of two ways, but I'll put it here: choose a leader. So in other words, who's going to lead this? Uh, is the lead pastor, senior pastor going to lead this? Uh, is a man in the church going to lead this? I know for a while we, had a, we, had a, we, had a, we didn't have any one guy that wanted to take it. <laughs> but there was like three or four guys who were like, hey, we'll do it together. I'm like, okay, but who's going to be the point guy <laughs> to, to bring the communication? And so each of them took a role. Like, hey, I'll be in charge of our you know, monthly meetings. Hey, I'll be in charge of contacting these guys. Hey, I'll be in charge of leadership development. And our, I'm like, okay, this is great. So within that, there was a group of guys that was the, was the leadership of our, of our men's ministry for a while. And it actually worked pretty, pretty well. Um, you know, if it's someone else, which I'll just say if at all possible... You know, I think it should be. I think even as you know, senior pastors, we need to be, we need to have a role in it. But man, if we can invest in another man to lead that, it's huge. And so, um, then I would say this: we, you know, let's just say we're choosing another guy, or maybe you are that guy. Uh, I think there needs to be a clearly, clearly defined the task that is to be completed. Okay, so in other words, be specific. What are we asking this men's ministry leader to do? 
don't know about you, but I, I've been there before where you've been asked to do something and you're like, well, like, what's my parameters? Like, is there a budget? <laughs> Ain't no budget. Okay, well, that's clear parameters. You know, <laughs> is there, uh, you know, it, can I use the church email list? You know, like, uh, can I choose the material we go through? Do I? So I want to walk through a little bit delegation. A little bit. So be specific. Ask the person you are delegating to. (laughs) Anytime I delegate something, I go, all right, now, what did you just hear me say? And I'm like, that's not what I said. Okay, here's, oh, yeah, here's what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so they clearly define it. Make sure they finally, they fully understand. And I would say this, you know, if you delegate, here's what I've seen. And and this has been a rub, I I think, with sometimes uh, men's ministry leaders and senior pastors. Sometimes we'll bring on a very strong leader and we're turning them loose. And so if, if we delegate to a strong leader and don't give them clearly defined lane to run in, they will make their own lane. So I think that's why it has to be clearly defined, right? We've had, uh, I've had guys on my staff and on my team, and we said, here's we want you to do, and it wasn't clear. And they're way out in left field, right field, like, what are you doing? They're like, thought that's what you wanted. Now, sometimes I know leaders have looked at that as rebellion, where sometimes it's not rebellion. It's just, I don't know what my role is. And so I want to honor you as my leader. And then many times we have to watch because then a, a senior leader can feel threatened, right? And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way at all. Um, you know, it, sometimes, again, seen as rebellion, but it may just be we have a strong leader in the position that we, we, you know, that we put them in. So I would say clearly defined, the, the task needs to be clearly defined. In other words, there needs to be a, a finish line. Here's the goal. Here's how you win. Um, you know, so a strong personality is going to run where a strong personality that if we bring on as the men's ministry leader, director, is going to run in a direction hard and we've got to set boundaries or they're going to go way off where a more timid person will come to you every, you know, come to the senior pastor every 10 minutes. Hey, can we do this? Yeah. Hey, can we do this? Hey, can you're like, oh my word, you're making more work for me. Like, stop. I don't care. I don't care what you do. So we need to have a job description. Job description. Uh, Clearly defined roles. What is the win? How will we know if we're winning? Not just the what, but the why. I think, here's, the, here's what I always look at. Whenever I bring a, a different person on our team to lead something, I always make sure they have my heart as the senior pastor. Like, do they, do they understand my heart? And, you know, and I would say this, if, you know, I know we got some senior pastors in this room. We've got some men's ministry leaders or guys that maybe go, dude, I, I would love to start something like this. You know, I would say... I always say this, you know, honor, even when in disagreement, man, honor your senior leader. God will honor you. He honors those who honors their leaders. And so there have been times, and I'll be honest, let's just stop here. There have been times in my own life and ministry where I've disagreed with my, my senior pastor or senior leader. Now, here's, what, here's how that disagreement looks. It's always in private. And when you have those disagreements in private and you do it with honor, it gives you le- leverage and influence in public. Because my senior pastor goes, or my leader goes, I can trust him. I can trust him. And there were some times, I mean, I've worked for, you know, Brother Robert Crabtree. I worked for my dad, right, for a while. Worked for uh, Doug Clay. And there were times I disagreed, and I'd come in and go, hey, boss, can I talk to you? Oh, sure. And it was me and him, and I would throw it out there, and he's like, I disagree. I'd go one more time. <laughs> I still disagree. I said, okay. So when I walk out of here, I am, my vision lines up with you. I've called to serve you. And so when I walk out of here, I'm not going to go, well, 
pastor wants to do it this way. No, no, it's going to be, hey, here's where we're going. We're excited about it. Man, here's the vision, and I'm going to champion that. I've always tried to do that. And listen, you reap what you sow. And God has blessed me with incredible staff members now and leaders that are honoring me, even when they disagree. And I know it's because I honor the leaders that I served as best as I could. You reap what you sow. And anything that's birthed in rebellion or uh, it's, it's not, it's not going to last. It's not of God. And so we need, to, we need to make sure. So job descriptions. And maybe your senior pastor doesn't write one. I would encourage you, you write it. <laughs> if, or maybe you say, you come in with a rough draft. Hey, pastor, I know we definitely want to start a men's ministry or, hey, I'm thinking about starting, you know, I I would love to be a part of a men's ministry. Man, if you would allow me to do it, here's a job description of what I'm thinking of this. I would say go have that conversation, right, of let's clearly define the roles. Uh, I know I served a leader one time and I was hired for a position and I go, I didn't really, the parameters weren't there. And I go, like, I said, in your eyes, boss, how will I know if I've won? Because I'm a competitor, I want to win. I don't care if it's Monopoly, ping pong, or running a marathon. Like, I want to I win. So I'm like, how will I know if I've won? You're like, what do you mean? I go, well, I don't want to, I want to do what you want me to do. How would, how would you define success for me? Oh, well, here would be success for you. If this, this, and this. I go, okay, are there any more? He said, no, no, if you do these three things, that's a win for you. I'm like, okay, I'm writing it down. I said, because God's called me to fulfill your vision. And so I want to make sure I'm in line with, with that. Um, and so, again, I think we've got to get the heart of our leader, get the heart of our pastor, because then when I, when, if I'm operating as men's ministry director, I want to fulfill his heart. I'll even think, like, okay, what would my pastor say? You know, what, what, would, what would his heart be in this? Um, and then I think... You know, when, when people know the why, they'll work harder at the what. Let me just say this too. Let me talk about delegation a little bit. So now, whether you're the senior pastor and you're looking to bring a leader on, or maybe you're a leader, here's some things you can ask your senior pastor to get clarity, okay? Uh, I would say a clear outline, right? Clearly outline the time frame within the, which the delegated task must be completed. So in other words, hey, when do we want to launch this? You may go, oh, well, how about, what if we launched it in the fall? Or, hey, maybe right at Easter time, we're, we'll do a big push and, from the stage and, you know, we'll, 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 we'll grab some guys. Okay, okay. So it's clearly defined when, when they're talking to us, yep, help me to know what the time frame is. Um, and then I would say this. Here's a big one. This is huge. Define the level of authority that he or she is to use with the task. So if you're the senior leader, uh, this, this was a game changer for me because here's where I failed a lot. I'm not saying I still don't. <laughs> I still fail. But with delegation, right? I would go, hey, 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 man, here's what we want to do. And I'm, one of my gifts is cast and vision. I'm like, imagine this, right? I paint a picture for him. Man, we have 50 guys and they're going after Jesus and lives are changing. And, yeah, yeah. and that leader's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, go do it. They're like, yeah. They go outside the door and they're like, what are we doing? What did he just, I mean, I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm ready to charge hell with a squirt gun, but I don't even know what to do. Like, so I would say this. Anytime you delegate something, and you can use this not only in men's ministry, you can use this in life. Uh, there, are, there are three different levels. The first one is this, recommend. Now, if I'm working with a new leader as a senior leader, senior pastor, I'll say this, hey, we want to start a, we want to start a new men's ministry, and 
I want, I want you, I want you to uh, research and recommend. I want you to look at different models of what you think will work. I want you to research it. I want you to pray about it. And I want you to come back to me with your top three choices. And I want you to highlight number one. And you go, man, pastor, I think if we did, here's a couple different models, but I think the one that would best fit our church, I think the one that would best fit the vision that you have would be this. Wow. Okay. And I'll look at that and go, man, it's pretty good, man. Yeah. You know what? I'm on board with that. What about this? I'll ask some questions. What about this? Now, if I, if I know them, if they've built up a rapport with me, if, if, if they've earned my trust, then I'll move to the second level too is this. Inform and initiate. In other words, I'm asking them to research and, and select the best course of action. And then they're going to come to me and inform me why it's the best course of action. Uh, and then they are going to initiate it, pull the trigger, make it happen. Right? Uh, you know, I use this level when I want someone to inform me before they take action so I can intercept potential problems. A lot of times I trust them. They come and they go, man, pastor, I've researched it, you know, and I think this is the way we need to go. Here's why we need to go. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Have you thought about this? They're like, oh, no, that's pretty good. Okay, we'll tweak that a little bit. Yeah, awesome, man. Dude, let's, let's, let's pray this. Let's pray this out. You know, pray it out. God bless you. Go do it. Level three would be this in delegation is act. So in other words, this is where you give someone full authority. Like, <laughs> You know, Keith, I want you to, you're going to launch a men's ministry. Dude, I trust you. Go for it. Wow. Okay. Like I'm putting it on you. Do you know what you want to do? Yeah, I have an idea. Do we need to talk anything? But research it. They're going to pick which one they want and they are going to do it without, they don't even have to come back to me. Right. And so I've had some of that. That's full authority to act with respect to the task or the project. Uh, They use this level when they're totally confident in someone's capabilities and the risks are minimal. And so I think as leaders, here's what happens many times. We give people a, we give people a job, but we, don't, we haven't clearly defined their authority. Have you ever been there before where you're like, and can, can we do this? I don't, I don't know. And you either have to, one of two ways, either you're like, whoa, and you charge through because you think the pastor's cool, he's got your back. You bust him through a wall, he's like, oh. Or you're that, hey, is this okay? Hey, is this okay? Rather than clearly define that out front outright. And what's my authority? What, what authority um, do you feel comfortable with, with me rolling in, I think is, is huge. Um, yeah. And so I would say, so those three, right? You're either recommending, so they're just researching and recommending, they're informing and initiating, or they're acting. You know, boom, just going to go ahead and do it. Any questions on that stuff as we're talking of delegating? So, yeah. Uh, can you maybe go through what a conversation would look like when that breaks down? Okay. Like how we pick up the pieces of either as someone who's under authority, overstepping nice. the bounds, or someone okay. who's delegated the authority, not delegating the best way. Okay. Can you just briefly touch on how, yeah. how that meeting would go? Yeah. Dude, that's good. So let's just say, this, is hap- this happened, this is part of our culture at our church. Let's just say someone comes to me and they're like, hey, uh, hey, you know, the men's ministry guy, like... You know, if it was something far out. I don't know. Or, or something. Hey, someone came to us and said that, you know, whatever. I don't know. Hey, they, they had a, uh, a men's ministry thing and uh, they were watching the UFC fight. I don't know. And someone broke out alcohol and they were drinking it. I'm like, oh, gosh, really? Okay. That was a, okay. So I, that's not happened. I was trying to think of a good idea. That's probably a bad one. But I would, anytime there was that, I, the first thing we want, the first thing we normally do is like, oh, what, what? But here's what I do. I walk in and go, here's my first line. Hey, man, 
help me understand. Uh, help me understand what happened. Heard through, uh, I heard something through the grapevine. I always tell my leaders this. If someone comes to me and they're bashing you behind your back, I will always support you every single time until I talk to you. <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, you know what? Hey, that's, uh, here's, what, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to ask you, to, if somebody comes to me and I heard it, I go, okay. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you speak of it from here on out, it's gossip. So we're going to stop this right here. I, as your pastor, right, as a leader, I'm going to go deal with this. So I want you to know that you have brought it to the right chain of command. And we're going to go deal with this. And sometimes things are blown out of proportion. So we're going to get to the bottom of it. And they go, okay, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, okay. Are we good? Good. Yeah, okay. Then I'll go to that person and say, hey, man, you know, hey, let's, we need, let's get a meeting together. Hey, help me understand uh, what went on. You know, I, I heard something through the grapevine, and I want you to know that I supported you because, man, that's what leaders do. We support each other until we get to the bottom of, of what happened. And, and many times they'll share it, and it's not near yeah. what someone had brought up. Oh, well, so-and-so said it was some ridiculous rumor, and we've stamped it out. Then I'll figure it all out. I'll call that person back and say, hey, just want you to know that was, that was gossip, and it was not true. And we got to the bottom of it. Here's what happened. Uh, so I don't know if that answers your question, but you know. But then too, I think being honest with with when my staff and my team, if there's an issue where maybe we haven't clarified the the boundaries of delegation, I'll say, hey. And as we walk this out, if there's anything you trip up on that we haven't talked about, come to me immediately, and we're going to deal with it. Right? Like let's let's make a decision and go. And so, uh, you know, because I think you know, as leaders, we're either going to be that. We're either going to be, we hold on to too much, or, you know, we, we're either going to err with that or err with, I'm going to give people, yeah, let them go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that may be a little bit of a far out one, but yeah. maybe a little more practical one. Let's just say they're, they're at their men's meeting or whatever, and they, they go to schedule an event that is in conflict with an event that you've already That's good. put their time into it. Yeah. Uh, Yep, that is good. Okay, so the question was just for the mic, right? So the question was, if men's ministry planned an event, they're all pumped about it, and they've already done all the work and set up, and then they go find out that it conflicts with something else on the, on the church calendar. Yeah. Uh, okay, there's something the past. Okay, yeah, that the pastor was already geared for. And, um, that was good. Has anybody ran into something like that before? Yeah. <laughs> I've been in my church for seven years, and I've actually... Yep. I actually had to dismiss two staff positions because they had the parameters and didn't stick to them. Uh, yep. Actually then gave me one was just blatantly bad mouthing our vision. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I don't even yeah. know. Why did you hire why did you come and apply for the job? Yeah. Because I you know, and that, having those things set up ahead of time yeah. actually made it easier, even though it killed me yeah. in a smaller church that there's a lot of waves that yeah. you know, happened. I dismissed a worship leader and I dismissed a youth pastor. Hmm. And they're both paid. So yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Having that stuff in place already, when I went right. to my leadership team and said, Hey, this has to happen, they're like, All right, yeah. fire away. Yeah, it's good. They had that fun, but yeah, right. Fire away. So, I, I, and I guess to answer that question, you know, if it has happened, I would say if it, if it happens once, okay, we got to deal with it. If it happens twice, shame on us, right? Like, we should learn. So, I, I would say this. I mean, it would be a conversation with the pastor, and if he's like, I need you to cancel it. As hard as that would be, need to cancel it. But then I would say, okay, pastor, how can we fix this so that it doesn't happen again? You know, what if I brought... 
And we're going to actually talk about that, about building a calendar a year out of going, hey, because here's what's amazing, right? We, you know, if your stuff's on the calendar first, <laughs> hey, it, the most organized, at least in our church, the most organized wins, okay? So we've had some, we do, we do a yearly calendar meeting and we throw stuff on the calendar. Now, some of the stuff may come up mid-year, but then whosever stuff is on there, we have a meeting and they go, okay, well, kids ministry, right, has use of the van, if you got that stuff, or they're using the building for this, but men's ministry wants to use it. Hey, let's talk. Still six months out. Would you be able to, would you be able to, yeah, you know what, that's not a big deal. We can change that. Uh, so I would say the more prepared that we could be as men's ministry directors, right, the more that's going to play into our favor. Um, but ultimately, I would say, you know, senior pastor, and, it's, and you may have to with gritted teeth go, Okay, you know, dear Jesus, help me in my heart, and we want to honor, want to honor our leaders. Any any other thoughts on that? What would you do? Yeah, you do something different if there was a conflict. Well, one question too, going back to that pretty far out example you used that I've actually heard happen before. <laughs> they cover you and tell you, and you defend your person, and then you go to them and find out it was true. Oh, yeah. So. Tell us how you deal with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, well that's good because that, that has actually happened before. Not that instance, but some even worse. You know, uh, uh, yeah, another example, right? We had a staff member that some stuff was being said, and I'm like, ooh, I mean, pretty, pretty heavy stuff. And I, I said, hey, I appreciate you bringing this to me. Again, stomped it out, right? I always tell our team, you have two buckets. You have a bucket of gas and, and a gasoline and a bucket of water. And anytime little fires start, you choose which one to pour onto. If you're like, oh, really? I, uh, <laughs> you might as well just dump gas on it. And God's going to hold you accountable. Or you can go, you know what? No. Hey, listen. We used to say this. I hear what you're saying. It sounds like you have an issue with someone. So you need to, I'm going to ask you not to share this with anybody else. You need to go personally to them. If you don't feel comfortable, I'll go with you. That's always our, that's our company line in our church. Sounds like you have an issue there. Sounds like you've taken a little offense. You need to go and talk to that person. If you don't feel comfortable, I'll go with you. In that case, what, someone came to me. It's pretty, pretty heavy stuff. So I said, okay, hey, I want you, we're going to keep this right here, right? Because we want to be God-honoring. We don't want to gossip. I'm going to ask you to hold your tongue, right? Not share this with anybody else. I am going to go to that person. And then I went to that person and found out, oh, dear Lord, okay, this is really happening. So then we had to do a discipline case, and we talked about they had to step down for ministry. And, and then I went back to that person. I said, hey, I want you to know that uh, we have met with them, and, you know, uh, the things you said were true. And, man, we want, we want to show the love of Christ. We believe, you know, grace and truth. And so we are administering grace and truth to this person. And we are, I want you to know they're stepping down, right? Discipline action is happening, but it's all in love. And, man, we want to honor Jesus through all this. So I'm going to ask you now, hey, pray for them, but I don't want you talking about this to anybody else. If you talk, if you talk about this with somebody else, it is now gossip and it's sin. Okay. All right. I'll say this too. I'll say this too. There have been times where I've had a disagreement with someone, and this happens, right? Whether it's pastor and leader or whoever, leader and leader, and they're like, and I go to them, and, uh, man, they're, they're angry at something, and we will sit down and talk. Or maybe I've had to discipline people in the past, which is always fun. <sighs> discipline people. And here's what I say. We'll talk through it, and I'll say, you know, I'll take them to the Scripture. I show them in Scripture. And I said, listen, man, you're, you're in error. And as your senior, as your leader, as your pastor, God has called me. I've, I've got to deal with this because I love you enough. And so we'll deal with it. And hopefully it's, it's good. But here's how I always leave the conversation. 
I said, you know, and, and how you respond to this, leaving this room, is going to reveal your level of spiritual maturity. They're like, oh, come on. <laughs> I said, if you walk out of here and you gossip and you say some of this stuff, I said, you're really showing that you're very spiritually immature. I said, I want you to know on this end, here's the, and I always say this before we, if there's disagreement and we've had to part ways or leave, I go, going from here, if someone asks me what happened, I'm gonna, let's, come up with, let's come up with a line that we both feel is full integrity, that honors you, honors me, and honors this church. So we leave and I go, we're just going to say, you know what, that, uh, hey, you know what, man, uh, whoever it was, Bill just decided that he needed for a season to step away to, to uh, you know, I don't know. We'd come up with something. I go, you feel good about that? Yeah, I feel good about that. So I believe the Holy Spirit feels good about that. So as long as we keep it here, <laughs> it's all good. Now, if you go out there and start talking, number one, you've revealed your level of spiritual maturity, and I will bring the truth out. I don't want to bring it out. I said, but if you're going to badmouth and stuff, that's how it's going to be. Like, oh. Now, it's nice when they're an employee <laughs> and there's a severance package. <laughs> if you go out of here and badmouth the church, which is Christ's bride, okay, don't let me get in there. Mess with the guy's bride. I don't care if he's, you know, 113 pounds. He's coming at you, right? Like, to the death. So I'm like, dude, it's Christ's bride. I said, this is Christ Jesus' bride here. So let's honor God through that. I, but anyway, that's, there's always going to be that, right? Because it's people. And people are messy, and men's ministry can be messy. Um, so that was good. Good question, though. Any, any other questions before we continue on about some of this stuff? So again, pray about it. Define reality. Okay, where are we at? Okay, let's build a win. Man, what is the win? Okay, you know what? We want to, the win would be, we want to have, you know, 10 guys meeting together, a, a minimum of 10 guys meeting together monthly wrapped around a spiritual curriculum, you know, Bible-based, um, what that would be. So let me go to the next one, right? Once we've, once we've chosen a leader, we've had that conversation with them, and see that, you know, it, I don't know, you can go either way. You can either talk to the leader before you start building, uh, you know, kind of the vision for it, the name. I, I'd probably encourage that, bring that leader on so they can be a part of that. They can help you build it. As the pastor or leader, you may have an idea where you want it to go. But when someone comes alongside of you and helps you put it together, it brings ownership out. Like they, then it's their idea, not your idea. You know, I can work for your idea, but when it's my idea, oh, I'm gonna, we can't let this thing fail. It's my idea. Uh, I would even say this too. As you're putting this together, you know who the men of influence in your church are. You know, it works in everything. So if, in every area, if you, can, if you can find a man of influence and you bring him on this team, like you know if he shows up, five more guys are going to show up because he shows up. I got a couple guys in my church. One guy, he's like, I call him the ultimate recruiter. Because <laughs> he'll be up and he'll be like, hey, he's hot, man. You, uh, he said, we got this thing going. Dude, you got to go. Man, it's going to be awesome. And if he says it, if I stand on the mic and go, hey, we're having the men's ministry. Got man up, man up night. Man, we're going to watch the Buckeyes game. We're going to have cornhole and ping pong. And we're going to be grilling. It's going to be awesome. You want to show up? Then, okay. But, you know, if Hop over here goes, hey, man, you got to come. Right, dude, it's going to be great. Use leverage the influence of the men in your church who are her influencers. So I, I would say the next one is this. You got to have a draw. What's a draw? A draw for you may be a complete draw, different draw for me. So I'm going to give you a few. What works in your areas, in your area? You, you know, you may, have a, you may have a bunch of gun enthusiasts in your church. 
then man, you need to hey guys, we're gonna go, we're gonna shoot some, we're gonna trap shoot. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have a handgun competition, right? Hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna go to the shooting range. What, what works for you? You may have a bunch of golfers. Um, you know, I, I know in our church we we got a ton. We're right there in Columbus. We got Buckeyes fans, right? So we would show bowl games, you know, national title games. It's really bad. It's really bad though when you show them at the church and you lose, and everybody walks out of the church like this. <laughs> And they have that memory. Every t- bad memory to church. Associate church and loss. That's not good. Uh, it, may be a, it may be a camp out. You may have a bunch of outdoorsmen, a bunch of fathers and sons. Hey, guys, we're going to do a camp out. Uh, what, what is the draw for you? It could be paintball. It could be wing night. It could be a wild game night, right? Bring the stuff you killed, okay? Uh, it could be... It could be breakfast. I know sometimes men's breakfast works for guys on Saturday mornings. It could be a retreat. It could be softball. It could be dodgeball. Let me ask you this. What have, what have been some draws for you that have worked in your church? What would you say? Anybody? Yep. We had a, a giant flavorful boxing ring, and you could get in with that, like, <laughs> <laughs> get in the parking lot. It was awesome. That is awesome, man. If, I boxed in those before. You can't really get hurt. right? Those gloves are like this big. Oh, bam, bam. Yeah, that's a good time. That's a good time, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Funny story. I was at Malone College, and I was in cross country, and I'm, I was in great shape. And I was, I was fighting this guy who was another cross country runner from Ireland. And the fighting Irish are for a reason, dude. He was, and, we, and most people go 30 seconds. They're like, <gasps> we're five minutes. <gasps> going, going, going. I was getting the best of it. He was not having it. He was getting so mad. He's screaming and cussing. And the guy had to jump out and stop us. And I'm like, <laughs> Anyway. He wanted to fight me after. I'm like, hey, bro, come on. We're just having a good time. He's like, oh. Yeah. He was a better runner than me, so I had to take him out in something. Anyway, the draw, the draw. So find out what is that draw. What is that draw? Like what is, what, what, what would, if you did, would bring men to your church? You know, what would that look like? And so I know in the past, again, we've done, we've done some of those things. We've done, you know. We call ours man up, and we did, uh, you know, some man up game nights, and you know, we did one. It was just nothing but tons of competitions, right? That, that was that was a big draw. Um, and then I would say this, right? The the next one would be uh, discipleship. Like, okay, you know, we're gonna bring these men to an event, to something, something to get them together, almost like a rallying point. But at that rallying point, how are we gonna plug them in, right? It can't just be if we want to see true life change. It can't just be fellowship. Right? There has to be some life on life. Uh, you know, for us, it was, it was kind of neat. We, before the draw, again, we had like five guys that were very big influencers in our church that said, hey, we'll help take it. And we said, hey, at these events, your job is to invest in these guys' lives. Your job, uh, and here's how we did ours. We did, we've done it several ways. The last one we did was we brought guys Maybe it's a game night. We said, hey, guys, we're going to we play play for a good half hour, 45 minutes. Everybody's eating chips and dip. One time we had a, what do they have, those uh, chocolate fountain? We did a nacho cheese fountain. Yeah. Come on, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we were eating. We were having a good time. And then we, we brought like a 15-minute message from God's Word. And then we had our stronger men of God in our church. We had chosen like 15 of them. And we said, hey, we're going to break guys up into small groups. And so then we broke guys up, and every leader had like three to five guys in his group. And we put questions on the screen, and we said, walk through those questions about what we just talked about. And it was real. So we, maybe we talked about being a man of God and what that looked like and spiritual disciplines. And we said, hey, 
How about your life? Talk to me. What can we do? And so it was, it, it then turned into something that, wow, these m- men of God were investing in some of these, these new men to our church or younger believers. But I would say there has to be some, di- some t- a kind of discipleship. A couple things that we've used or have seen used is one called the, the five-star man. Some pretty good stuff. Uh, Craig Rochelle has one called Fight. Did you do that one? What did you think of that? That was very good. Very good? Yeah. So I think it was, is that six weeks, I think? Eight yeah, weeks? We did I tried to start the men's ministry about a year and a half ago. Yep. That went over quite well and then fell on his face. So, okay. <laughs> but that, actually, they love. They love that piece of it. Craig Rochelle's stuff. Yeah. Men are still buying his stuff. Man, awesome. Books and, yeah. Good, good. So... Uh, here's one we did. This is a while back. Remember when the Love Dare came out? You ever seen that, right? Love Dare. So we, we didn't tell the guys that we were doing. We had, it was a bowl game, I think, when Buckeyes were playing somebody. So we, we pushed it hard, and we had a ton of guys show up. I mean, we had like 90 guys show up. We're like, woo! And they're like, yeah! And then me and it was Gary, who was my executive director at the time, we said we we're going to draft. We, we did the competition. So here's what we did. So we knew guys would come to the game. So... Me and Gary drafted, like we chose guys. We didn't tell them where they, were, where they went in the draft. We were looking for discipline. So we split 45 and 45, and then we stood in front of our guys, and we said, hey, we're going to have a competition, and every man in this room has already been put on a team, and we split the team. So now it's like they're looking across the room like, you're going down. You're going down, right? We pull on the competition. I said, we're going to have a 40-day challenge. There's going to be three points a day that can be allotted to every guy, and that's that's not only helps you, but helps your team. Okay. So we said the three points are you have to, you have to pray out loud every day. And maybe with yourself, that maybe with someone else, we said you have to, uh, what, read the devotional, which was, uh, this is small. And then you have to, whatever it was, you had to do something nice for your wife, whatever it was in there. And say, so we're like, oh, we're like, oh, it's on now. <laughs> and every week you have to report your, your team, your, how many points you have to your leaders. And so on my time, we had like, you know, nine guys, nine over five. Every, every guy had five guys that were reported to him. He reported back. So then we had tally sheets right on both sides. Whichever team won, whoever had the most from that team, we're going to send him and his wife uh, away on a two or three day bed and breakfast kind of thing. So it was, oh, dude, it was on, right? So then, so what it literally changed the spiritual climate of our church because, and then, so for 40 days, our men are reading, they're reading the devotional, which the scripture's in there. They're praying and then they're doing something nice for their wife. And so wives are all over Facebook like, what is going on? My husband brought home flowers. Mine did too. My husband's calling me from work, texting me how much he loves me, like took me on a date. Like these women are like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, right? And then they're like, I think they're up to something. I think the men are up to it. One rule about Fight Club, nobody talks about Fight Club, right? <laughs> nobody talks about it. So it was really cool. So at the end of 40 days, we actually showed, uh, what was that movie, Fireproof? And uh, we took the whole sanctuary and broke it up two chairs next to each other, two chairs, two chairs. And we had popcorn machines and we had, you know, daycare or whatever, child care for them. And so we just did a big, showed it at the end. But man, marriages were shrinking. So that was something that we looked at and go, okay, what could we do? So we had a draw. And then when they came to the draw, we said, here's the, here's the material we're going through. One easy one is, is uh, um, version app. Man, it's a free app. Uh, in fact, Craig Rochelle's church puts it together, youversion.com. 
So here's the amazing thing about this app. I, was, I, I read it today. Uh, I stand in front of my church, and I'm like, hey, I want every person in our church on version app, and I want you to become my friend, because here's what's crazy. I said, I can see when you read your Bible, and you can see when I read mine. And if pastor ain't reading his Bible, you will know, because every day, but it shoots reminders, boing, don't forget your Bible, oh yeah, and you know what, and then I get on there, and I can see all the people in my church, and I like, I go like, 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 they're like, pastor, you're what you knew I was reading this week, because you saw it, like, you saw that I finished that devotion, I said, I'm proud of you, man, keep it up, that's awesome, he's like, I feel like I'm growing, so there's all kinds of, they have men's devotionals on there, fight, actually fight is on there, you can say, hey guys, we're going through this right now, put on your phones, no one has to buy anything, it's free, and then I can see when you're reading yours, and you can see when I'm reading mine. Game changer. So that's a super easy one. I know, uh, you know, you could take a book of the Bible. I did that before. I said, hey, we're going to go through chapter by chapter. We're going to meet every, every other week. Uh, you know, I know maninthemirror.org is another good one. Uh, there's some great books out there. You know, Wild at Heart is another great book. Let me ask you some material. Five minutes, Five minutes left. Okay. So what would you say? What would be uh, any more that you guys have used? Wow. I just thought that was that's so cool. unique yeah. and so challenging. I don't know if that's something to do with week one, right. but maybe for a more mature group, yeah. that was yeah. really That's great, man. Yeah. So I think like that, man, there are tons of, of ideas. I, I know now our, all our small groups go off the Sunday message, whatever's preached. Uh, we put together like five questions off the message. And so we have women's. So, so now our men's ministry, here's how it looks. We do small groups. But our small groups, they'll get together as a couple. They'll eat, have a good time at the house, and they break up in different rooms. So all the guys are together, all the wives are together, right? And we have all different ages. So if they're older individuals, younger individuals, single individuals, like they all get together, then they break up. It's working for us now. We've, again, tried about everything. But I think the key is connecting men to other men around the scriptures. And then application. Men, how you doing with that? You know, for a while we were going to use a, uh, here was the whole, a whole small group curriculum. Two questions. Hey, what's God speaking to you? Man, I feel God speaking to me this. Okay, second question. What are you doing about it? If they answer the first question, God ain't speaking to me. Okay, let's talk. Why isn't God speaking to you? You're not in the Word? You know, ah, so either way, there's material. And then they show up next week. So they go, what are you doing about it? Well, I'm going to do this and this and this. You get next week. Hey, did you do that? Did you start reading your Bible this way? Hey, did you, man, did you deal with that with the, with the wife? Did you sit down? And, did you apologize for that? You know, did you, did you own that? Did you, um, let me give you one more. I know we only got a few minutes and we'll do maybe some even Q&A or, but the, the last one I would say this is, you know, after you've, you've chosen a discipleship material, how you want to include that, I would say the next one would be plan the yearly calendar. <laughs> Again, the most organized one wins in the church a lot of times. At least you have more leverage. And it would be, it could be this, it could be, Getting a group of, of some guys together in your church and, you know, pick their brain a little bit. Okay, guys, let's, let's put the calendar. Man, how many times, you know, do we want to meet? Maybe we meet as a group monthly or biweekly or quarterly. Maybe we do, hey, what if we do like small groups with guys? And I know Dad's going to talk on some of this in the next session. Uh, he's going to break it down even more of, of the nuts and bolts of this. But, uh, you know, you look and go, wow, hey, well, let's do quarterly. So for us, let's do like quarterly large events. So, you know, a couple easy ones, I got to push it. Game day, right? It's coming up. <laughs> Need to go to game day, right? So game day, uh, you know, yeah, I, man, 
It's huge. So you could say, okay, we're going to do, you say January, right, Buckeyes Bowl game. I mean, I mean, think about it. Just natural calendar. February, you've got Super Bowl, right, things you can rally. March Madness, May is game day. Uh, you know, retreats. In summertime, you could do a, a camp out together, father-son camp out. In the fall, you could do hunting trips. You could uh, service projects. I know some guys have got together and they've done, hey, we're going to get all of our guys together in August and we're going we're gonna to bless a widow in the community. We're going to do some work around the church. Uh, we're going to spruce this up. We're going to, you know, I think guys are, they desire camaraderie, but let's be honest, they're not going to come to us. We have to go to them. And they need that. And I think if we push it, anytime you push something, it's not, hey, come to the men's thing because, you know, we need you there. Here's, here's how you push things. You need this. When I go to a man, I say, you know what? Here's why you need to be here. Because God wants you to be even a better husband than you are. He wants you to be a better man, right? He wants to help you walk through something. Man, you need this. You need this for accountability. You need this to reach the potential that God has in your life. You need this. Here's why you need this. I need it. I need it. So, uh, but I would say put, put something together, a yearly calendar that, that, you can, that you can stick with. So again, again, I would say, man, Pray about it. Define reality. Like, where are we at? Where's the starting point? Define the win. How will we know if we've won? And maybe you go, okay, we're going to sit down and have a planning meeting. And coming out of that planning meeting, we're going to have dates on the calendar. We're going to have a name. We're going to put together our mission statement, right? We're going to start uh, recruiting guys. Define the win. Choose a leader. Who's going to lead this thing? You know, what's the parameters? I mean, what's their uh, job description? And I'll say this, if you Googled men's ministry job description, I did it last night. There's like 50 of them. So people go, I wouldn't know what to do. Look, you don't have to. Everything is online. Like if you Google it, it is there. I tell people, I I still go to school. It's called YouTube University. I'm like, how do I fix that? The faucet's leaking. Hold on. Oh, that's how you do it. That's nothing, right? You can learn anything. You don't have to call anybody anymore. I can do 85% of the stuff in my house by myself, and I'm not even that technical, okay? But, uh, but again, you know, the man, delegating authority. Again, what's the draw? What's going to be the big draw to pull guys there? And then once you get in there, how are you going to, what kind of discipleship piece? What does that look like? Is it small groups, you know? Um, and then plan the yearly calendar, like map it out. You know, we've started doing this now in every area. In fact, my preaching calendar for the whole year oh, is laid out. That is freedom. Because okay, I used to be like, instead of Saturday night, that's how I lost my hair. What am I going to talk about tomorrow? I don't know. I've got to figure something out. i got to stand there and preach tomorrow. So map it all out. Map it all out. So any questions or comments? we got about three minutes um, before we close. How many of you guys are here? Is there anybody here that does not know what game day is? Is anybody? Okay. Yeah. I thought there might be something we've got to really talk a lot yep. about. Explain. Yep. Make sure yep. So again, whether May 19 and 20, uh, we hold it at it's it's a men's strictly men's event at Heartland Conference Retreat Center. And so, cool thing is this, right? You get to go with your guys. You're bunking together in the same rooms. You eat all your meals together. You go to the sessions together. You pray together. You compete. So Friday night, we'll show up. We'll do. Uh, we're bringing back Adam McCain. Thought he did a great job last year, speaking. You know, and uh, man, he just. He's funny, and then he hits you right in the face. You're like, ah, that was good. So he's going to be speaking again. Um, you know, we do a Friday night session. 
Uh, and then we give you time with your guys. Again, we put the questions on the screen for you to minister to the guys in your church, which we had a lot of pastors like, dude, that was an incredible time. I got to spend with my guys. You know, we'll eat some pizza that night. Uh, if it's not too late, this year we're, we're going to have a big dodgeball game. So whether you want to just laugh at people and watch or get in there and throw some dodgeball, let's throw our arms out, baby. Come on, let's go. And then uh, the next day we'll get up, we'll, do, we'll have breakfast, we'll do another session. And then we break, everybody grabs a box lunch, and we head out. There's like, man, uh, 12, I think, different competitions that you can compete in. If you want to do skeet shooting, if you want to do handguns, if you want to do bow and arrow, if you want to do three-on-three basketball tournament, cornhole, ping pong, slingshot, paintball. I mean, they got it all. And then this year, here's what's Frisbee cool. Golf. Frisbee golf. Yeah. I know there's a five, there's a, like a two-mile mud run with obstacles. Like, we've got it. It's got to be out. This year, though, we're adding that really cool high ropes and zip line, which will all be free, right? So you can zip down. And if you've not been on it, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. So uh, that'll be open during that free time. And then they'll have, if you get knocked out of the tournament, foosball, you know, we'll do, I think, uh, some video games, competitions. But if you get nixed out, out of the tournament early, we have some other, you know, uh, other things going on where you can win prizes. So I think he's either giving $5 bills away or uh, $5 Starbucks cards. So... There's going to be a ton of stuff. Then we come back, we give the awards. So if you want it, we're giving away medals and uh, we do a closing session and we send you home. But again, the whole goal is, man, this could be a great Kickstarter too to even launch a men's ministry. So this could be your draw. And then you get five, 10 guys from your church together and go, hey guys, let's keep this going. Man, let's, let's, uh, you get on you version. Hey, we're going to do the, we're going to do the, the fight on you version. Let's, how about for the next six weeks? Let's meet together. Wow, that could be a great Kickstarter to launch a men's ministry for you. So, because let me say, one pastor last year told us that when he brought his guys, he said, "I've spent more time with my guys on this weekend than I have in the ten years I've been their pastor because they were right there together." One guy said, "All these games are about. All this activity is nothing but trying to get guys that wouldn't normally come." We had over ninety shooters last year that wanted to shoot pistols. And it rained, and the creeks couldn't get across the creek. This is where the shooting range was. Well, we fixed that this year. We got a, actually a real shooting range yeah. we're shooting at. Well, we're going to the Cardinal Shooting Center right down the road, yeah, which is right down the road. one of the. But the pastor said he couldn't get his son-in-law to ever yeah. come. But when he heard out there's going to be pistol shooting, his son-in-law came, gave his heart to Jesus Christ on Friday night, oh, yeah. changed yeah. their life, man. Another pastor told me we got back, and of all weekends, it was Pentecost Sunday. It was the next Sunday. He said his guys were so pumped after game day, they came back. And on that Sunday, I forget, four or five of his guys got filled with a baptism. They went over and started praying for their wives. He said these guys never prayed for their wives. Their wives started getting filled with a baptism. But it was because of the opportunity mm. of getting together. And, and, and just men. Guys, just, I don't know what it is. It's just right. so cool. out. It's awesome when you get all these men together worshiping and praising God. Get mm. you guys out to game day, man. Yeah. Game day. Okay, I got one question that has nothing to do with anything other than any of you guys got softball teams? Come on, not one church has oh, a softball team. Look at that. Not one church. Hey, half a team. Does that qualify? Well, you know what? I can almost match you up with the other half. If you got guys who like to play and don't have enough, we, we put together a softball tournament every year. It's just a blast. I mean, it's just come out. We usually do a round robin where you play three to four games. And, uh, and there is awards for those kind of, you know, the ones that win and things like that. But, guys, it's just a great opportunity, another fellowship, and, hmm. and other other fellowship with guys around the state. Pretty awesome. I even got somebody from Kentucky called us this year. Or no bacon player. 
Sinan, no redneck, sorry. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's where you're from, man. Come on. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, this is Ohio. We got some of those. Come on over. <laughs> no, guys, hey. But hey, we want to thank you. Yep. You're doing a good job. Yeah, no, hey. So we'll, do, we'll close out in a word of prayer and uh, wish you guys the best, man. Go after it. It's, it's hugely important. Jesus, we love you. Lord, I, I speak uh, just life over the men in this room. God, I pray that you just impart wisdom to them, impart vision to them, impart favor to them in Jesus' name. God, that as they go back to the churches, Lord, that they would be able to, Lord, till the ground, begin to plant seeds, and begin to see fruit come from the men in their lives, uh, the men in their churches. God, we just, we pray the greatest days of men's ministry is yet to come. And so, Lord, go with us, be with us, bless us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.